Hey, shooters, when you're traveling, protect your gun in the finest case available. Negrini is a sponsor of the Dead Pair podcast. And right now, use the promo code DEADPAIR, that's DEADPAIR, all one word, for a 10% discount off your order. Plus, if your order totals more than $300, they're going to throw in free shipping. Remember, Negrini, we case your memories. American-made Atlas Traps are made right here in Kansas and feature the finest quality, innovation, and support in the business. Atlas Traps are made using aircraft-quality aluminum and stainless steel to ensure your traps will outlast the competition. So whether you're an individual needing a private trap for practice and recreation, or a club needing to outfit your entire facility, family-owned and operated Atlas Traps can suit all your needs. Visit atlastraps.com to see the full line of commercial and recreational traps and accessories. With prices that won't make you see red and quality that won't leave you feeling blue, Atlas has the finest equipment available. Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast with your hosts, Jason Rambo and Sean Alley. We bring you all things sporting clays. Our focus is bringing new shooters to the sport and helping all shooters by giving you the most useful info from coaches, pro shooters, gun clubs, product and service specialists. The Dead Pair Podcast, what every shotgun shooter wants to hear. Paul? Dead Pair! Hey everyone, welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Rambo. With me, the man that's large and in charge, it's Mr. Alley. How you doing, Rambo? Uh, you, I can see the twinkle in your eye. Oh, I, I have got a twinkle. All excited. This one's a big one. Really? Well, I think it's going to be. Who, who do we have coming on? <sighs> you know... Wait, wait, wait. Before I even say... Who, it, who got this guest? Uh, okay, so, yeah, let's back up. Let's back up. We've, we've talked about this for quite a while since we started. Am I wrong? Yes. And we've yes, we have. had this idea. Um, I think I may have pushed even a little bit more than you did. Yes. Yes, and, you have. And to be fair, there was a lot of people out there that told us to not bring this person on. Well, nobody really. I think everybody kind of underestimated Sean Alley's man crush. Oh, stop it now. <laughs> Nah, anyway, um, very big thank you to Doug Krokendall from KNL, KNL Ammo um, for helping us with our guest. We have none other than Ben Hustwaite tonight. Yes, absolutely. I mean, wow. And he's he's waiting on us to call us. So don't sit here and jibber-jabber and slobber all over yourself. I'll it's, try not to, but, <laughs> I mean, we haven't heard from the guy. I don't think he's ever talked to anybody. Since the big scandal blew up a couple years back at 2019, we were just getting into the sport in 2017, uh, so we're still fairly wet behind the ears on all this stuff. Well, we weren't getting into the sport; we were getting into registered shooting. registered shooting. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, you know, to be honest, I mean, there's probably a lot of our listeners who might not even be aware of what happened to Ben uh, back well, in 2019. We'll, we'll be sure and, and ask him to elaborate a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. So before we spoil anything. Uh, He's coming on. He's going to talk to yes. us, and all of you are going to be hopefully entertained uh, by what he has to say. Well, listen, I, I don't want to pull the mood down, okay? I, I want to do this very respectfully, and I want to make sure that 
he's remembered in a good way. Sean and I would like to uh, offer our sincere and heartfelt condolences to Jack Fishburne's family and friends and all the staff at the Cardinal Center. Um, we lost Jack Fishburne this week, and um, it's anybody that's ever met the man, even people that haven't met that man, let me just tell you, it's a big loss to the shooting community. Absolutely. Um, he put his life into the Cardinal Shooting Center. Um, he absolutely loved youth shooting, loved seeing kids getting involved in youth shooting. Yep. Um, him and his wife built a family center there. That was their vision. Um, he had lost her, you know, a while back, and he continued with it. And probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever want, you could have ever met. And it, it's a huge loss to the community. Yeah, because anybody that's ever visited the Cardinal Center, you, you, that place is huge. Number one, and the amount of work and logistics that it took to build a place like that. Right. It's one of the, the largest shooting facilities in the country. Well, you know, if you go to the Cardinal Center's website, um, you can look at their video that they have uh, that with Jack. And he talks about, you know, they've got not just sporting clays, but they also have trap, skeet, bunker, archery, rifle and pistol ranges. Um, it, you know, there's several ponds for fishing. There's Ca- cabins. They have cabins, cabins. They have camping. They have, I mean. 600-some camping hookups. I mean, the man wanted a family center with all all sorts of outdoor recreation. I mean, it's, it, listen, it's a very big loss, but at the same time, I think we could all do him a, a great justice by, by honoring him and continuing to support the youth shooting and to bring more people into the sport that we love. Absolutely. I mean, it's a testament with the NSCA, or I'm sorry, the SCTP shoot coming up. I believe it's going to be one for the record books. I, I oh, heard wow. numbers of somewhere north of 7,000 shooters are going to be coming there. That's yeah. just 7,000 shooters. That's not their moms and dads and, you know, everybody else that's coming along for the ride. So right. very few facilities in the country could manage a shoot like that. So, right. And then, this is on the heels of losing Jack. So I know, I know. it's 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 you know, crazy. It's big on it's 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 a big ask for the staff. Um, I think it's shoes that maybe quite possibly will never be filled. Um, yeah. But at least they can honor him, and we can honor him by living out his his vision, his dream. So, yeah. hats off to them. Um, you know, if uh, and anybody that's listening that's part of the Cardinal Center. You need help from us. Anything you want us to announce, of course, we're here for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, not to, you know, bring anybody down over that, but obviously we definitely needed to say something about Jack. Um, Jason, let's take it up a notch. You've got some big news, buddy. Uh, that may, yeah. may be of potential interest to some of our listeners and most definitely probably our, our club listeners, our managers, and so on and so forth. Yes. Um, so I am now part of Clay Range Design Works. This is a new venture for me. Um, it's a way for me to bring all of my knowledge from site work and utilities that I've done my whole life over into sporting clays. So basically what it is, uh, we'll be offering Atlas traps, sales and service. The sales and service end of it's kind of territorial. Okay. Sure, uh, sure. They have people assigned to certain areas and I'll, and I'll have mine as well. But also not only will it be Atlas sales and service, but complete course design and build doesn't matter if you're an individual or a club you're wanting to add on to what you have or maybe you're want it's a complete new build you need land clearing done cart paths built ponds excavated 
beauty mounds, building pads, drainage, utilities. You know, it, it's kind of a one-stop shop. Yeah, um, and it's really something that, again, with your experience, this is right up your alley. You've done all that stuff throughout your career. Yeah. So this is nothing new to you. No. You're, you're just basically focusing on a little niche market here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's something I'm very excited about. A little nervous, obviously. Well, heck yeah. Uh, heck yeah. It's a new venture in my life, but, um, you know, anybody that uh, don't want any more information, I'll have a website here soon, hopefully. But for now, in the short term, you can email me at Rambo. Real hard to remember, right? Yeah. Uh, Rambo, R-A-M-B-O, at Reagan, R-E-A-G-A-N, dot com. Or you can give me a call on my cell at 614-949-6121. You know, I'll help you any way I can. If it's, you know, you're out of my sales and service area for Atlas, I can definitely point you in the right direction and get you the phone number to the individual that can help you. But as far as demographics go, for club design and build, there's really nothing off limits. Right. Um, if you're in the continental United States and, you know, you got a big enough project, I'll be there. Um, Heck yeah. And, and I shouldn't say that, you know, I say you got a big enough project. It's really nothing too big or too small, but let's face it, if I'm going to Montana, it's. <laughs> yeah, you need, need to make it worth you know, your while. Right. But uh, trap, skeet, sporting clays, five stand, you know, American field sporting, no matter what the course you want to set up, I can I can help with that. Now, I'm gonna, not going to be setting targets, okay? I'm not a target no, setter. No, you're just building the terrain. Building the terrain. And, and, of course, the first thing I focus on is safety, you know, shot fallout and, you know, making sure we're far enough away from roads and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but anyway. A lot of that. Yeah, it's it's something new for me. I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous, like I said. Well, but. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm I'm excited for you, and hopefully this leads to some great things for you, man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. But no matter what, you're gonna see my ugly mug here every week. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting out of it. Day Sean. in, day out, buddy. Uh, we we love it. That's why we keep doing this thing. Um, hey, also another thing to change gears on you. You've been kind of struggling with a with a problem of your own. You want to elaborate a little bit or not really? Yeah, um, the flinching thing. Um, it's not a recoil flinch. It's not a recoil anticipation. It's more of a vision thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's you say, well, you've been shooting your gun, the same gun for all this time. What, you know, lost a little bit of weight, so the gun fit was off, and that was causing a lot of it, but I'm still doing it. And I wasn't really focusing on my process a whole lot. I was doing a lot more gun movement than I'm used to. That was that was some of it, but I also found out that uh, it's a blood pressure problem. Oh. And with blood pressure problems come vision problems. Um, I know none of you really care about my shooting problem. That's not my point here, but it is something that could affect anybody. Well, that's just it. I mean, it's valid for anybody out there. We all get in slumps. We all get into little bad spells, so to right. speak, and, and we were trying to figure out why, and there's nothing more frustrating than going to a tournament, you've practiced the week before, you have high expectations of doing well, and then for some reason or another, you know, the, the chips don't fall where you want them to. Yeah. So, we, so we've all been there and done that. Yeah, no some, shame in that. It's something I'm working on. Boy, there was some shame in my last couple scores, I can tell you that. But <laughs> um, it's something I'm working on, and it might be a medication thing. I, you know, personal health issues, we'll see what comes of it. But um yeah, it's it's definitely the blood pressure was causing a lot of it. It's it's vision. It, it really does affect your vision. So, Absolutely. But anyway, let's talk about something a lot more fun. We got Ben Husband coming on. Yeah, all the way across the pond in good old England. So, uh, time to get him on the phone. Let's do it. All right. Hey, everybody, stand by. Quick commercial break. We're gonna come right back on with Ben. Re Ranger, you can't hit what you can't see. 
With 14 clay sight lenses manufactured by Carl Zeiss Vision, Ranger lenses add target clarity and contrast no matter the lighting condition. Visit reranger.com for all your shooting eyewear needs, free shipping and returns in the U.S. on orders of $90 or more, and if you use the code DEADPAIR at checkout, you will save 10% off your order. See it further, see it faster, see it with precision with RE Ranger. This episode is sponsored by quality and innovative Game Boy cartridges. Game Boy shot shells are the choice of world champion David Radulovich and 26 times world champion George Digweed MBE. White Gold and Dark Storm contain precision-made diamond shot, manufactured exclusively in England, and coupled with high-performance smooth velocities, providing less felt recoil. If you're serious about your scores, you have to shoot with the best. When every clay counts, make sure you never compromise. Game Boy is the most decorated feet task and sporting clay shot shells in the sports history. Available now throughout the U.S., exclusively from KL Ammo. Find them online at www.gameboreus.com. Game Boy are simply the champion's choice. Rad Chad Roberts is available and ready to teach you to be your best. Chad is a two-time All-American, two-time California FITAS champion, and a 2019 California State champion. Chad stresses solid, fundamentally-based processes that will ultimately allow a shooter to analyze and self-correct themselves as they learn and grow. He gives you all the tools to be able to apply the correct concepts and allow you to break targets consistently and be confident in all shooting situations. Rad Chad can be reached at breakpointshootinginstruction at gmail.com or you can call or text him at 949-637-3001. As a bonus, Chad will be holding coaching sessions at C4 in Madison, Ohio, August 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, while there to compete for the Master Class 300 tournament. Call C4 and ask for Jolene Carnabucci at 440-298-3200 to schedule an appointment or check availability. All right, everyone, right now on the phone, we've got a a guy that probably doesn't need much introduction at all if you're in the shooting sports. Ben Hustwaite is joining us on the phone right now. Ben, all the way from England, how are you doing today, sir? Yeah, good, guys. How are you? We're great. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We were really looking forward to this. No, man, before we start, I want to thank you for everything that you're trying to do to grow the sport worldwide. You know, I think um, there's a lot of people in the shooting sports take try and take credit for stuff that don't do, you know, they, it's very easy to write on social media. I'm going to do this for the sport. I'm going to do that for the sport where you guys have actually stepped up and done it. So congratulations and thank you for what you're doing. Thanks, well, sir. Appreciate thank you very that. much. Yeah. And you know what? That's an excellent intro for one of the questions we have for you, Ben. I mean, we've seen your, your coaching and stuff online. We've seen you out there helping the kids. Um, and one of the questions we ask all the time to all of our, you know, high level shooting guests that come on the show is, in your opinion, what are some of the things we all can do to help grow this sport and make it, you know, more aware to the general public? I think it's very different um, over here to over there. Okay. Uh, you know, over here, guns are frowned upon. Right. You know, we, we struggle to get anything in the media. 
we, you know, TV is just a no. There's no TV. That's just not going to be a non-starter. So, unfortunately, over here, we are at max capacity. It can go nowhere. It can't go no bigger. It can't. It can't go anywhere better than what it is. We have to accept the sport for what it is here. However, I do think in the in the USA, there you're the future of the sport. I really do. I think um, your tolerance to guns is far more adherent to 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 let these people publicize and and also then you can start to sell sponsorship you know so i think we all need to get on the bandwagon and start back the nsca back you know with the psca as it formerly was unfortunately that obviously died a death but um in my opinion to grow the sport outside of the sport we're not going to sell that by watching people break targets is the most boring thing you can ever put on tv right okay fair enough you know, but what we can do is sell the personalities. Yes. You know, you look at the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of whatever it is. It's a god-awful program, but I even caught myself watching it. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't watch the show, you watch the people. Yes. Now, if you look around the world, Michael Sparta, Italy, Christophe Ray, France, Ben Hustwaite, UK, Anthony Matarese, Corey Cruz, Brad Kidd, USA. Now, if you look past their shooting ability, they've all got an interesting story. My rugby background, you know, Brad is a great father. Anthony is a family man and a world-class fisherman. That you can sell. Yeah, right. Gotcha. That's for me. It builds interest. Yeah, people, and it's the same as in shooting. People will love people and people will hate people. And they won't watch the show for the people they love. They'll watch it for the people they hate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. You know? All right. Yeah. You know, I've got whatever it is, 40,000 followers across social media. 5,000 of them watch what I do because they want me to win. And 35,000 watch because they want me to lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I call that the Howard Stern effect. Half of them yeah. listen because they, they love him. They want to hear what he has to say. And the other half listen because they hate him and they want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> exactly right. And, yeah. and that's, what, that's what we should be selling is the personalities of the sport. Growing up in the world, me and Corey Cruz traveled the world together. You know, if we had a camera crew with us, oh my God, you could sell that <laughs> show. <laughs> right. I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I think that's how we grow the sport in the mainstream media. And until we grow it in the media, it can't grow as a sport because without sponsorship, it doesn't grow. Right. Yeah, that's well said. Yeah. Well, I want to back up for a second. First of all, you've announced, you heard the news, you're going to be a father. Congratulations on that. That's huge. Yeah, man. You. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations, you. Ben. And uh, something else, too, is you recently helped out with a sponsorship from, I think I'm saying this correctly, is it Wembley and Scott? Yeah, um, Webley and Scott. Webley and Scott. Yeah. Yeah, you guys raised twenty five thousand pounds for a youth shooter, and I mean that's that's a big deal, man. That's awesome. It's very admirable, by the way. So. Yeah, I mean, again, what I would say is what I did there was just use my social media as a vessel. It was just a vessel that reached out to the people. I mean, there was a lot more people involved in it than myself. Unfortunately, being a high profile name, I get all the credit, and that's what I really didn't want. There was far more than me involved in that a lot of the people that i sponsor with lessons it was their idea i was just a vehicle that took it to the public right gotcha that's what's still cool though ben i mean i you helped out with that and that's 
I like seeing that, you know, when you guys give back to the kids that are just starting off, that's, that's huge. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, we, we gave away, we gave away 13 packages and each package involved a new shotgun. That's, that's, that's awesome. fantastic, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I mean, and speaking of that, I mean, obviously you've been doing a lot of work as a coach. Um, you've got your videos, you know, since the pandemic, your online presence as a coach has really, you know, grown up and, have you found a new way to approach coaching now because of, of the pandemic and has it changed your outlook on, on coaching overall? Um, I think I was quite naive in my approach to it. Uh, I got a lot of online clients signed up for online lessons, especially from the U S and then in my naivety, when we got out of lockdown, I forgot that they would still want lessons. So now I'm coaching all day and all night. That was a bit <laughs> naive on my part. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. I love to be challenged personally. I'm challenging myself at the minute with a fitness goal. And I saw that as another challenge. How can I get the best out of myself? And um, I believe, you know, we did a very good job, as best you can do. And, um, yeah, they keep signing up now. I've actually had two emails today from two gentlemen in the U.S. looking for online lessons. It's very different. It takes two people on the other end, one shooting and one working a phone. Because I need to see different angles. It's not always about seeing the clay. As a coach, I'm looking for body movement and mistakes in the cage, not necessarily out the cage. Yeah, that's where they start, right? So Yeah. You know, that was something I've noticed since the pandemic is, my goodness, the amount of helpful videos that you put out that were actually free. You know, I couldn't believe it. It was like, holy cow. I mean, you know, I felt like, the man's giving away the farm, but you really weren't. I mean, you were basically showing drills that can be done at home, which is very useful, very helpful, especially when you're in a lockdown situation. And then, you know, you when you did get out to the club, you were helping clients and showing some of that. And it makes it almost makes you want to go take a lessons from you because you like what you're seeing, you like what you're hearing. And I guess, to Sean's point, because of the pandemic, that kind of opened that door for you, am I right? Yeah, I think it was a double-edged sword. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a businessman through and through, and you're doing them for free in the hope that people do book lessons with you. Look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to anybody on here. They are teasers to book a lesson, and and it worked. But also, I've got a lot of friends of mine. I'm very, very lucky that I've never suffered with mental health. I've never even opened the door of it. It's just something I'm very mentally strong, and you know, to me, life's good or it's great. There's no, it doesn't get any worse than good. That's, and, a, that's a fantastic outlook. Yeah, and, but I've got a but I've got a lot of friends that were really struggling during lockdown. And um, two things with the videos that I put out: one, they kept me active, so they kept me ahead of the game. They kept me my spirits up filming them. And when you start to get four messages a day, then eight, then sixteen, then thirty-two messages a day saying, "Ben, you're really helping my mental health." You almost feel that burden. Well, I can't stop. Right. Yeah. I made a I made a promise on the first day of lockdown in England that I would go live on Instagram at seven o'clock at night every day until it ended, and we were in it for whatever we you know in it for four and a half months. Yeah, that's a lot. And I never let it. And I never let anybody down. I was on seven o'clock for four and a half months. Wow. And it was almost like I felt a responsibility to the people that were reaching out saying it was helping them. And I was like, well, if I don't do a video, who else is going to help them? Right. Yeah. That's, and that, yeah. That was how it sort of resonated with me that, um, 
this guy needs help and I can't leave the house, it's really poor of me if I don't. That's wow. That's very cool. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and Ben, speaking of, you know, your coaching, we often ask shooters that come on the, the show some questions and opinions about, you know, what they believe in as far as the shooting world goes. Um, and some of these questions have been done before, but I would like to ask a couple of them if it's okay with you. Um, of course, yeah. One of the most common questions we ask people, um, as a shooter, can you think back in your shooting career as you were coming up, what is something that you did? It, it doesn't have to be anything particular, I guess. It just, was there something where like the, the switch was flipped that made a huge difference in your shooting game? Like from one day you went from, you know, I'm, I'm working this out. I'm a good shooter, but bang, all of a sudden now I'm an excellent shooter. Was there something in your career or something in your history that helped you get to where you are now? Yeah, I think there's two, there's two things I could really replay back. And I dwell on quite often. Um, I came, I think, fourth at the World Championship four years in a row. I came second, sorry, at the World Championship four years in a row, but I wasn't beat by the same person. And I was like, well, if the same person's not beating me and I've been second, that, that makes me the best in the world, consistently the best in the world right now, because it's not the same guy beating me and I'm chasing him down. Next year, it was somebody else that just had a good day. And but the, what I fast realized was I was trying to win. Okay. And when I, when I accepted that I was going to do far more losing in this sport than I am ever going to do winning, the winning sort of came easier. That's okay. brilliant. You know, That's it, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was almost like, you know, I was trying to reach a steel object, but I had a magnet in my hand that every time I reached it, I just pushed it further away. Hmm. And the way I describe it to my students now is that I just, I wanted to win so badly that, I wanted to break every clay. And now I don't want to break them. I don't want to miss them. Ah, gotcha. And that's a completely different mindset. And I say to them all, look, you like to break clays, and I hate missing. They're two very different scenarios. Okay. That's well said. Yeah. That's well said. And that's um, when 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 I accepted that failure was an option and stopped chasing the podium, and I fast realized, you know what? If I shoot the best I can shoot for the next four days, somebody's going to have to go very hard to beat me. And if they do, and I've shot my best, then I'm not the world champion and I don't deserve it. And wow. that's when it really that's when it really clicked for me when I stopped chasing and just started shooting. Wow. You're a former rugby player and you obviously... I'm still playing now. Oh, are you still? I thought you... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. wow. Still I thought you were done. Now. Oh, wow. No, my, my body is. The brain thinks I'm 22. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess that kind of falls into my question here. So, I mean, you obviously understand the importance of fitness and nutrition. In fact, you recently posted that you're currently on a, you know, a new diet program. And yeah. Can you tell us, if anything, that you have focused on as far as exercises that are strictly beneficial for shooting – outside of your total body fitness that you used to do for, or well, then you're still doing for. No, no, I've never done anything bespoke to shooting. But the one thing that I had to do is, um, so I've always maintained a high level of fitness anyway, apart from the last two years, I went through a serious injury and totally snapped my bicep. I tore the bicep clean off the bone. Um, and actually had the operation on the Thursday and shot the British open on the Friday one handed. 
Wow. So, which was interesting. That that was a challenge. But so my fitness relation is always just to stay in the best shape that I could be in. Now, the only thing that I did have to do was do my gun fit to a full chest. Okay. So I had, so and that involved exercising in the gym, fitting my gun. And then what I would have to do before every shoot, I would have to just sit in the hotel room or at home and absolutely grind out the press-ups to get my chest full again. Because if you know anything about training, you can inflate and deflate substantially. Yes. And it would it would it would completely alter my gun fit if I didn't do the press-ups. It was, it was all about getting myself into the shape where I know my gun would fit me the day of the shoot. I just didn't know if there was anything that, because you did so much training, if there was anything specific that you noticed, hey, if I focus on these movements or this exercise, it helps more for gun movement, swimming. No, no, I've like never that. done anything. I've never done anything like that. And I don't think, okay. look, I don't, I would, I've never stood there and said, oh my God, I've missed that target because I'm too fit. You know, that's never, that's never going to happen. Right, right. And if you look at some of my competitors over the year, they look like a melted trash can. You know, <laughs> we're, we're not, so fitness is obviously not highly important because, you know, they, they look like 10 pound of dog food in a five pound bag. So, <laughs> so we're, uh, um, we're not going to overly worry. I've never worried about my fitness in shooting, if I'm honest. Right. I think the only time the only time fitness becomes a part of shooting is if you've had a long day and then you've got to shoot off in the evening. That's when fitness can become a major part of it. That, and I do believe that's the only time. Right. Gotcha. Well, okay. Here, Ben. Here's a here's a question for me, and this this is kind of I'm, I'm being a little bit selfish here. I think you're you're aware of how the class system works here in the states with the NSCA. Yeah. You, you earn punches and you move up your level. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when when Jason and I started, they started us off in E class as new shooters back yeah. in 2017, and we both have chased punches all the way up, and that's kind of been one of our main goals, aside from obviously just becoming better shooters. And you know, as I've gotten more into this game and and been more aware of how things work. I really wish I could have gone and put on the brakes early on and, and not really focused so much about that and maybe focused more on just becoming a better shooter in general. So right now I'm like four punches away to getting into master class, which obviously is the is the top tier here in the States. Yeah. So and we, we recently had a friend that punched a master class last year. And I guess again, how it's set up here in the United States, and I'd I'd really love to hear your opinion on this. We've got, when you go to these big shoots, uh, even if I'm in master class, I'm, I'm not going to be anywhere near the caliber of some of the top shooters that are in master's class, but yet I have to compete against them. Yep. Um, do you think there's anything th that could be done, or what is your opinion of maybe taking master class and separating it or doing something different with it to where, you know, these guys that have basically spent their whole lives as professional shooters are competing against other guys in the same class that are like me. Hey, I work a 40, 50 hour a week job and, and I'm just a weekend warrior when I do this. Um, do you have any thoughts on how that could be better for, for our system and how Look, we do it now? I, I don't, I don't think your classification system works at all, but then ours is not very, ours is completely different and ours doesn't work either. So the problem over here is, so what, what happens over here is at the end of every six months, they average out all of your scores from your registered events 
you're then left with an average, and that average puts you in the class that matches your average. So 60% and below is C class, 60 to 68 is B class, for instance, 68 to 74 is A class, 74 to X is AA and AAA, et cetera. Now, the problem being is people just hang around the easy shoots, getting a higher average. So oh. we end up with the same problem that you've got. Okay. So it all depends on the demographic of what is your goal. You know, being in masterclass is great, but after two years of not being competitive, are you going to stay in the sport? Right. Yeah. That's that's the problem. So what they've done over here now is at the major events and only the major events, they've brought in a triple A. Okay. Okay. So so the top X amount percent go into a class of their own. Now, unfortunately, over here, all of our payouts are done on entry in that class. So the elite go into a class with few and the payouts worse. Almost like a 100% payback type structure. So if there's 400 entries in C-class, those 400 entries, their prize money stays in C-class. So if there's 100 entries in B-class, it stays in B-class. The problem is, in AAA, there's only 30 shooters, so the prize fund is awful. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, and that's similar to what we get here, too. I mean, that's what some of the, the big-level shooters have said. If you take out all the lower master class shooters, you basically wind up with the problem that you guys are experiencing as well. Right. But that's where as a professional, I've always said, look, the best way to finish your shooting career with a million dollars is to start with three. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It's, 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 if we're in this for the money from the competitive side of the sport, you're in the wrong sport. Right. Exactly. So I'm for sure. me, for me, I would rather see the money in the lower classes which is going to encourage more people to take lessons from me. Right. So I look at it from the business side of things. Do I need a thousand pounds in entry fee? Whereas I can earn that in a day giving lessons. So I can see it from both sides. I do believe the pro shooters should be classified on their own. I do believe that. I don't think everyday Joe should be shooting against the professionals. But as we touched on earlier, the only way to get more sponsorship into that elite class is to sell the elite shooters' personalities to the public. Right. Gotcha. So I don't think there's an easy answer to fix the classification system when it can always be manipulated. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. I think all of us are, are have been brainstorming, and every solution leads to more problems. That seems to be the unfortunate yeah, reality I mean, of it. I mean, the only, thing I, the only thing that I can think is fair that I've, I've always said is that you do it on our average system, but you do it over seven shoots of the year and you must attend those seven or five of the seven because then everybody shot the same targets and your average is true. Yeah, right. Yeah. A bit like the ATPT tennis. If you want to be ranked, you've got to play tennis at their ranking events. You can't get ranked at the Kentucky Fried Open on a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yep, yeah, I'm hearing you. So that's the only way you're going to get a true, a true average is everyone's averages at the same events. And when your country's the size of yours, guys, that's just not feasible. Well, that's definitely great information. Um, now, Ben, I know there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast, and there's some other things that they're probably wondering. <laughs> um, we're we're going to ask you a couple questions here, and and again, you answer based on your comfortability, uh, and and we'll be respectful of you, and and uh, hopefully this will go well. 
It's not the it's not the comfortability, it's the legality. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, okay. So again, me and Jason were fairly new shooters. Um, there's some uh, there's some stigma behind something that happened not too long ago to you. Um, in this sport, you've kind of been labeled as the bad boy of clay shooting. Do you feel that title is accurate? That was self inflicted. That was me going out there building a brand that nobody else had. I mean, why compete with everybody else that tries to fit in when you can go out on your own and be non-conformant. I, um, I can teach for seven hours of the day. That's all I can teach for over here. So I don't need 10,000 friends. <laughs> right. Cause I can't fit them all in. So, you know, anybody can walk down the path. I chose the tall grass and let them make my own. And I upset people on the way. And unfortunately I didn't lose any sleep over it. So, you know, I don't need, I have who I have. I'm real and I keep my circle close. And I, I just built a brand. You know, one of the best interviews you could ever do if you interviewed Hattie, my fiance, and asked her what I'm like away from shooting. I'm nothing like the person that you people see on a shooting range. Nothing like I'm, you know, I'm generous with my time. I'm generous with everything. I'd help a lady cross the road. That's who I am in real life. But on the shooting ground, I'm who I I become who I need to be to win. Wow, that's that's kind of cool, really. I mean, I like it's that. just a dub, I, I created a double persona that I can. So when I get the grief that we're going to talk about, no doubt, um, that persona it doesn't bother that person. It's you know that person really doesn't exist. It's just who I become for four hours of the day. So the the mud that you throw at him doesn't stick because he's not real. Right. So when you and I had talked on the phone earlier, Ben, you know, we, we told you that Sean and I had talked. We wouldn't bring up anything controversial. Then it'd be boring. And, and you were like, no, you insisted you wanted to tell your side of things. Um, I'm sure it's on everybody's mind. 2019 World Sporting at Northbrook. Can you tell us your side of the story as to what happened? And if you don't mind, Ben, can you build a little bit of backstory? Because there's probably some listeners on here that are newer shooters, which is who we kind of target, that may not know the whole story even to begin with. So right. I, I hate to have yeah, you drag I mean, all that let's, out. Let's, I'll give you as many details as I can. Okay, um, fair enough. I was at Northbrook. I think I finished fourth overall at the World Championship. I was home for two weeks, and I got notification that I'd been accused of cheating. It's not the first time that's happened. I'm sure it won't be the last time it happens. Um, took me completely by surprise, and... It ended up in a legal case with the NSCA, with lawyers involved. And a deal was reached, and that deal has been signed off. And there'll be no more publications. There'll be no more word on it, um, which upset a lot of people. A lot of people wanted the ins and outs, and they wanted to know what happened. And I believe all of the associations handled it very well. I believe I handled it better. I didn't take to social media. I didn't air frustrations. I didn't sling mud at anybody. And I haven't done since. And I haven't, and I won't do now. You know, people think I'm going to stand there and take the NSCA to task and take the CPSA to task. And I'm not going to do that. It's a sport that I love. And I think they're two great associations. And, um, you know, I'm now affiliated to the Irish Association. I shoot under the Irish badge, something I'm proud to do. And they're a superb bunch of people and a great, association I'm proud to be associated with and I will always from here on in be associated with. Um did I cheat? No. Is this is the simple answer. 
And the what I and when when the accusations first came out, I'm not. I, I won't lie to you. I was seriously worried. I was like, "Oh my god, this is my livelihood. This is how I pay for my family." Right. And I was really shocked at the amount of support that I got. And I fast started to realize that 10% of shooters think I cheated. 10% of shooters know I didn't. And 80% don't care. Yeah, gotcha. Now, can you touch on the exact accusation or are you not allowed to talk about that? No, look, they, they, they accused me of changing my own scorecard. That was the that was the accusation. Okay, and that's really what what the accusation was all about. Okay. Um, so the scorecard uh, was 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 um, accused that I I changed it myself. Gotcha, gotcha. And I mean, I can't even imagine probably everything that you've had to go through since that happened. I mean. Uh, the fallout through the community and i mean we know how things happen on social media these days anyways i mean everybody has got these rat you know rampant raving you know it's like the mob with the pitchforks and it comes at you at lightning speed you know so it's oftentimes really hard to get a fair story out and again we're we appreciate you coming on here to to tell your side of it because i don't really think anybody's heard it to date no and like i said and i can't give the ins and outs of it i believed it was handled very well there was no mudslinging by associations or myself on social media. I think we handled it very professionally. Um, there wasn't a story to be told. So why make, you know, unfortunately in shooting, they, a lot of shooters, they, you know, they never let the truth get in the way of a good story, you know? <laughs> right. So, um, and look, when Facebook posts start to matter, they'll start to affect me. You know, the people that type them are not relevant. They wouldn't say it to my face. You know, anybody can be Johnny Concrete behind a keyboard. Um, (laughs) But it is what it is, you know. Did I create a lot of the hassle myself over the years? Yes. So, you know, you're not going to put your head out the trenches and not get shot at. And I've spent my life with my head out the trenches. So a lot of of it I've brought on myself. You know, I'm not sitting here saying I'm whiter than white. I've never said that. You know, I've always pushed the boundaries. I've always... um, push the limits and it um it didn't backfire but it certainly wasn't in my it didn't come to my aid right if that makes sense so you know you live with the consequences i've always been a person that owns my performance i take responsibility for my actions and i can sit here proud look at my parents look them in the eye and tell them i'm the son that they believe i am and i've never stepped outside the guidelines or the rules and they believe me and as long as they believe me the rest of the world don't matter. Right. Yeah, very true. So, you know, that's where my heart lies. I wear my heart on my sleeve. And for anybody that writes the stuff on about me on the internet, all they do is give me free advertising. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, they keep me at the top of the listings. Um, and I thank them very much for it, you know. And it, I, half the time I'd expect an invoice from them because they've, they've helped me so much. <laughs> so you know, I, well, that so was one it, of the, look, that was one of the questions we had was the backlash. But it sounds like it's helped you as much as it has hurt you. I would say there's been zero percent backlash from it. Right. I'm just talking about and what well, what you would perceive as backlash is actually publicity that's helped you, right? Yeah. And again, it's only backlash if it's relevant to me. 
Right, right. And you, you'll never see you'll never see me engage with them on social media because they're not relevant. Right. You know, they don't affect my life. They don't affect me as a person, and they can't outshoot me. So why would I even worry about them? <laughs> there you go. You know, when you look at the people that slag you off on social media, the best thing to do is go to the world championship listings, and I look down the look down the list to see where these people are, and they're generally around page ten. <laughs> you know, right. when you know they get their imagination and their capabilities the wrong way around, they can't get a medal, so they try and get one on social media, and it's very easy to give yourself a trophy as win one. Yeah. yeah, well said. Well, what about, I mean, I knew all this took some time as things were working through and, you know, all this was being discussed over this event. Uh, what about, like, your sponsors and the, the people that were, you know, helping you along? Did, did you get any negative backlash from them, or did that hurt you in any which way when this was all um, coming through? Some, no, I mean, there was always back, there's always going to be backlash, and I, and I expected it. And um, some sponsorships went on suspension whilst the case took place, which – as if I owned a business, I would have done the same. Yeah. You know, you look what happens to Lance Armstrong, Tiger Woods. You know, these people stick by you for as long as they can. And then, you know, they you hope they come back when things are sorted out. And, you know, I can be happily say that I'm still doing what I do. You know, um, I respect all of the people that have ever helped me throughout my career. And I respect the, the ones that still do. I'm not a sponsorship junkie i don't move around chasing deals i'm the only person in the world that can say i've won all of my world title with one cartridge all my world titles with one cartridge and one gun that's that is very that's you're the only person that can say that yeah that's huge no, nobody else can i've shot krieg off and game ball for 30 years and you know you sometimes you, you, you expect that loyalty to be repaid and i you know they're two great companies i have an admiral of respect for that's huge yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I yeah, go ahead, Jason. I'm sorry. Ben, do you see yourself coming back to the States to compete? Or I don't even know. Are you allowed to or can you? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be back. I'll be back bigger and louder than ever. Cool. Now, do you have any um, near future plans or is it a little bit down the road? No, obviously, yeah. I mean, I've got, we've got the baby coming uh, at the end of this year. And I'm going to be a good dad. That's going to be my biggest career win is to be a good father. Um you know, I speak to Anthony Matarese a lot. I speak to Corey Cruz a lot. I speak to Brad Kidd a lot. And we spoke about fatherhood. We spoke about everything else. And all three of them have been, you know, Brad's got a silver medal at the world championship. Corey Cruz is world champion. And Anthony Matarese is a double world champion. And they've all said to me that their biggest reward in, is being a father. And I'm looking forward to joining that small club of world champions that are a father. So I'm going to spend a year doing that. That's the only thing Sean and I could say we ever beat you at. We were fathers before you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I'm looking forward to that challenge, and then I'll be back. Um, and, I, and, I am, and I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to getting back out to the States. Look, if we get into the shoot-off stadium and we get booed or cheered, I don't care which one I get. If it's silent, I'm past it. Right. You know, I don't care which one I get booed or cheered, but if there's no noise, you're a has-been. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, one last question on the matter, unless there's anything else you want to talk about the incident at Northbrook, you know, I guess this is a final say that you can, you can tell people out here on, on the air. There's a lot of people that, you know, I've read back through the shotgun world uh, forums and everything like that. A lot of people, let's, let's be blank, labeled you as a cheater. Now, yeah. why, why in the world do you think that they did that, Ben? Well, that's what I got accused of. 
Well, and, and as I said, it's as I said, it's not the first time I've been accused of it. it. I mean, is that the case? I mean, it it just seems like you know, here in the states, we got a saying, you know, innocent until pro- proven guilty. So you know, yeah. I I just I find you know maybe it's just people that are jealous of you or or, or just wanted to jump no, no, on no, the bandwagon. No, no. I, well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say everyone's jealous of me. That's not something I'm arrogant enough to say. And some of the people that have said it are have beat me in in from time to time. So it's not a jealousy thing. It's not an ability thing. I, you know, look, with me out of the way, it's a lot easier to win shoots. <laughs> okay. You know, that's straightforward enough. I'm not being big-headed saying that. I, I'm being competitive for 25 years. Right. And look, in my in my past, I've said this before, I've been immature and I've said things I shouldn't have said about shoot, other shooters, you know, and I regret saying them now. And I hope one day these people look back and regret what they've said. Um do I get angry at them for saying it? No, because I've been that immature person that has said it. You know, I think um, the problem being is shooting has a huge worldwide following thanks to the likes of you guys, and nobody gets any media training. Okay. Yeah. You know, so you make a lot of F-ups because you don't know how to behave online. Right. And you don't realize that once you've said it, it's out there. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. And it's something that I'm learning. It's something that I'm enjoying. You know, when you call somebody something, you're liable if you want to be. I could, I could have sued so many people, but I, one, I don't need the money, and two, I don't need the hassle. Right. So, it is what it is. Um, as I said, I can brush my teeth every morning, look in the mirror, and know I didn't do anything wrong, and that's all that matters to me. There you go. Well said. Yeah. Well said. For sure. You want to do the? Yeah. Hey, Ben. Listen. Before we let you go, we do this thing called rapid fire questions. Um, you like to you like to partake in this? <laughs> I've never. I told you I've never heard from anything yet. Okay. okay. All, All right. right. So, first question: Gun. Which gun do you shoot? Krieger. Uh, thirty-two inch. Yeah. Ported or non-ported? Non-ported. I don't like all ported does is make it go noisy. <laughs> um, custom stock or factory shot? It's both. It's a semi-custom. It's a semi-factory stock that I've had adjustments made to in the factory. Okay, cool. Um, screwing or fixed choke? It now screwing, but there's two modifiers in there that don't come out. Okay, modified. That's your go-to. Yeah. Um, Shell, we know you shoot game board. Do you have a go-to load that you like? Is it the white gold? Generally, or? the dark, the dark storms all the time. Dark storm. Okay. Um, seven halves or eights? Both. Both. Vest or shell bag? Vest. Brand? I got a god awful. I got a terrible mount. If I wear a vest, it slips out my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> what brand? Uh, MJB Graphics. It's a new company over here that uh, that are just new to the market. Oh, okay, cool. Um, glasses. Hila. And ear protection. Vario. I'm sorry. Say it again. Vario, Vario oh. Hearable, the, big, the biggest electronic ear company in the UK pretty much now. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, Ben, listen, I let, know... If you, um, let, let me know and I'll send you a set to have a look at. Oh, yeah. Very That'd be cool. awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Now, now Ben, if they're people... One of, they're, they're one of the only in-ear electronics that work on a foam plug so you don't have to have impressions done. Really? Huh. Yeah. That's very cool. I'm, I'm definitely have to look into that. Yeah, That's pretty sure. cool. Because almost yeah, every well, one's so, over okay. here, you have to get impressions. So Yeah. So I've, I've had a lot of operations, and um, so my ears are not straightforward. So I work with the company to advance this this phone because I can't have anything put inside my ears. 
Wow. So they were they, they originated for me and they've just gone viral. They're just selling like you wouldn't believe. Awesome. That is cool. What's what's the price point on them? You know, off the top of they, your... they sell over here at um, 199 pounds. So what's that like? 240, 250, two, something like that. Oh, that's very is, reasonable. Yeah. That's very reasonable. Yeah, that that is that's impressive. So that's awesome. yeah, I mean, look, it adds it ups and downs. Like I said, you know. Um, if I went backwards in time, would I do anything different? Probably not. And well, that's what I can look in the mirror and say, I was real. I was me. Um, I've stood on the podium. There's only two people in the world that have stood on the middle of the podium more than me. So I obviously did something right. That, that's yeah. a very fair statement. I don't think you can <laughs> say it any better than that. And for those that have been living under a rock, if you will, how many world titles do you have now? Man. I honestly, I honestly don't know. I honestly, honestly don't know. I've never stopped to count because, for me, I never look in the rear view when I'm competing. It's multiple. I, I mean, I it'll be well up in the teens. Wow. Um, but again, I just don't know. I don't care. I don't chase the ones I've won. I've chased the ones I haven't. Right. Right. <laughs> you know. Very good. Well said. Yeah. It's great to stand here and say I was world champion in 2017. Who cares? Who's world champion in 2022? Right. Yeah. That's, that's the only one that matters is the next one. The rear view mirror might as well be ripped out. The only time you're looking there is to see where you've been. You're never going to find out where you're going. Nice. Well, that, that kill or be killed, you know, attitude is, I can tell what your driving fire is. You're driving force every time you compete. And that's, I think a lot of people lack that, you know. It's, who cares? I know, but, I also, but I also don't think you can be taught it. No, I think you're right. Now, I think a portion of it has to be instilled in you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but one thing I would say is to all these people that have hated me over the years and wrote these things, if they left me alone, I probably left the sport years ago. I compete to piss people off. <laughs> Get that final last word in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really do. I mean, if they left me alone, I would probably be nowhere near the fierce competitor I am today. You know, I, I do it out of spite, pretty much. So it's almost I've your, it your fuel. Yeah, they, 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 you know, I had a barren spell of two years where I think I was 20th in the world, 18th in the world. And when I got home, I wasn't bothered that I was 18th. So the fire was out. Wow. And then something went viral on the internet, and I was like, that's what I needed. You've just poured the petrol on. <laughs> and, I came, and I came straight back and I won a world title that year. And they'll never know how the fire's burning right now. Bigger and brighter than ever. That's All awesome. thanks to a complete disaster at Northbrook. And the one thing I would like to say that I haven't said publicly, I think Northbrook is a fantastic facility. I think it's fantastic targets. I think the management team, including Brett Cyber, are fantastic people. There's no grudges on my part, and I would love to go back there, and, and I've always enjoyed shooting there. So, That's cool. Well said. Well, Ben, for all of our listeners uh, who may want to pick up some of your videos or maybe learn a little bit more about your coaching, where can they go or what, where, what, the, what should they do to, to try to find you online? Well, if you go on and Google and type my name, two things come up, Ben Oswey to cheat or Ben Oswey court case to GBH. Ignore the first two. Gotcha. <laughs> scroll, scroll, scroll down. Scroll down to about the fourth or fifth one. 
and you'll find something useful to watch that'll make you a better shot. Um, <laughs> add me on it. Add me on. Add me on Instagram. Add me on Facebook. I accept everybody. Um, YouTube and everything. And see, that's what a lot of people don't realize. I had a five-day trial in Crown Court. Wow. You know, I sat in front of a jury of 12 people facing a prison sentence, the GBH on a rugby pitch. Being called a cheat by some numpties online really doesn't matter when you're sitting <laughs> in front of 12 people yeah. facing prison. Perspective. I can, I, can, I can tell you, them 12 people, their opinion matters. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you know, they could go one way or the other, and it mattered which way they went. Right. Yeah. That's when you realize that these people are simply idiots. Yeah. That's, I, you know what, Ben? I told you before, Sean and I have always been a fan of you, and, and now that you've came out with all this, you know, I know Sean and I both have a newfound respect for you. Absolutely. Even more than we had before. So. Absolutely. Appreciate you spending the time with us coming on and talking. Oh, and look, look, I, I would always say the same thing. And look, if I've offended anybody in the past, I'm mad enough to apologize. I'm not that person anymore. If I've done anything that people think has brought the sport a bad name or into disrepute, I will apologize for it. That's not the person who I am anymore. At 35, I was still saying immature things and against people that I probably should have had more respect for than... I do like like I do now, and I won't speak ill of people. Um, so if anybody has that opinion of me, I apologize. I apologize if you think I brought your sport down. I will be better in the future. I won't change me, but I will be better for the sport going forward. So I'm man enough to say when I've done anything wrong, and I apologize for those things. It's very, very admirable. Excellent. Yeah, well said. But we, we really do appreciate your time, Ben. We, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, and thank you so much. Anytime. Been our pleasure. And yeah. if you want to do an X-rated, if you want to do an X-rated one one time, let me know. We can really go into it. <laughs> we, we might have to do that, put a parental advisory warning on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, anytime you want to announce anything or you want to come on and talk to us, feel free to give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and uh, All right, man. when you make it over to the States, we're going to sit down and have a cigar. Yeah, you might have, you might have to just duck a few beer bottles being thrown at me, but we'll be all right. <laughs> we'll put our football helmets on. We'll be good. <laughs> well, thanks again, Ben. Appreciate it very all much. Right, sir. Dude. Take care, Appreciate Ben. It. Thank you. Have a good evening. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All I can say is wow. <laughs> we just had Ben Husswaite on the Dead Pair podcast. Can you believe that, Jason? No, I can't. I, I mean, I'm super, super thankful and appreciative of Ben. Thank you, Ben, for yes. coming on and talking to us. Um, wow. I did not think. Well, you know, just like I mentioned, you know, to to Ben, as you and I had talked, and we weren't going to bring up anything controversial. And he was like, no, no. No, we need to bring it up because I haven't had a chance to speak. And I'm like, okay, you know. Yep. And he let it all hang out. He didn't hold anything back. No. I mean, and we've, we've talked about it and kind of had, had – Played around with the idea of, of getting him on here. A lot of people said, you know, no, 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 no. You don't want Ben on. He's the bad boy, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think it's valid. The man's accomplishments speak for themselves. Whether you like him or you don't like him, that's irrelevant. You can't take away what he's done in the sport. That's right. And, um, and also continues to do the sport with uh, his coaching, helping out the youth shooters. Um, I, I think he's definitely doing good things for he, a lot of people. Listen, he said a lot of admirable things there. I mean, he's he apologized for – Offending people in the past. I mean, he, he apologized for his wrongdoing in the past. And 
he was very honest and forthright with everything that we asked him. Well, let's be honest, Jason. So, uh, you and I have known each other for a long time uh, since our since we were twenty something years old. I'm not the same person I was no in those days, and neither are you. Oh, and God, there's no. probably a few things that. You know, we wish we could maybe take back, I don't know, maybe a little embarrassed about what we did or how we conducted ourselves. And uh, you mature, you grow older, and your perspective on a lot of things changes. And uh, definitely sounds like that's happened to Ben. And, and again, congratulations to him for finding out he's going to be a dad. That's a huge life-changing event yes. for any man. Um, and uh, we wish him nothing but the best. Yep, for sure. Well, Sean, we uh, we went a little long on this one, but I, I'm not – I'm going to make sure we don't edit any of the content. No, I don't think anybody's really going to mind. <laughs> I really don't. So, um, we we need to run though. I don't want to. I don't want to dilly dally too long here. Hold people up. Um, coming up, what's coming up, Sean? Well, where do I start? At the beginning. Uh, <laughs> that's not. <laughs> where help- do I start? That's not helping oh anything. That's not helping where, anything. Where do I start? Oh my gosh! I, I mean, you got to list all the crap that's coming up here. I mean, we've got the SCTP shoot coming up. Nationals in the October, traveling to Pennsylvania, or I'm sorry, traveling to Michigan in September. Uh, Ohio State shoot in August. August. Uh, Buckeye Cup's coming up this weekend uh, that we recorded this podcast. Oh, the Ohio Or Ohio Cup. Cup. Yeah, Ohio Cup. Buckeye Cup follows that. Then the state shoot. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's just a ton coming up. I mean... Everybody forgive him. He's still on cloud nine after talking to Ben. He's yeah. a little disoriented. I'm, right I'm now, a little bit so. jazzed by talking to Ben. That was <laughs> that was really cool. I mean, he was one of my uh, idols when I've uh, been coming up through the sport here. And again, love him or hate him, you you can't uh, argue with his results. So. Right, for sure. Well, thank you very much to Gameboard, Negrini, Ari Ranger, Atlas Traps, and Bear Pelt. Remember, at Bear Pelt, it's not just your vest; it's your new uniform. Thank you to all of our sponsors, and make sure you check out that new code with Negrini. Right. Uh, 10% off your order plus free shipping over $300. This is huge, okay? Yep. Negrini never, ever, ever has offered discounts, and now you're getting a discount through the Dead Pair Podcast. Just use the code Dead Pair at checkout, no spaces, all one word, Dead Pair, and you're going to get 10% off your order. So yep. you guys need to check them out. Don't forget about the discount at RE Ranger. Yep. You also get ten percent off there, guys. This is huge. Okay, the, these people they love the show, they love the fans. They're giving back to you guys. Take advantage of it. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and we feel honored that they support us and uh, and that we've uh, you know been able to help them help us. And it's it just it, it's one big circle, man. Great That's stuff. Right. Great stuff. Absolutely. We'll see you next week on the Dead Pair Podcast. <laughs>